0: Welcome to the Eat Scripture Podcast. This is Eric and Gina Robinson, Mm -hmm. and we are starting a series on the Psalms. Oh, yeah. If you missed the intro last time, you can go listen to that. We kind of teased Psalm 1, and we will be going through that Psalm today
1: Mm -hmm. in detail. Yep.
0: And we're excited about this series. Mm -hmm. We will not, as Eric had said earlier, we won't do all of the Psalms. We'll do about 40. We'll try to do a selection out of each of the books and Yeah, a little uh, bit out of the each five of books and,
1: Say it'll get I think it'll get progressively less as we keep going, but yeah, a right. um, little bit from each from everywhere.
0: It was so, hard to pick.
1: Extremely so,
0: difficult, um, yes. You know yes. we just it's just kind of a random process. Didn't want
1: this series to go on forever mm-hmm. and ever, but it could, frankly, yes, go on forever. <laughs>
0: So anyway, we just hope that you'll get something out of this series and that you will invite friends and family mm-hmm. to share um, as we walk through the Psalms. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to know more about what other things we're doing in our ministry, go to eatscripture.com. You can shoot us an email if you don't find the information you want on there. We'd be glad to uh, visit with you. and Or if you have a comment or a question about the podcast, mm-hmm. That would be great too we would love to hear from you and um, there is a, a button on there for a donate page and um, we would love to have you partner with us if you would like to do that mm-hmm. so um, without further delay I think we should jump into Psalm 1.
1: I think we should let's do that let's read the whole thing to start and then we'll go back to the beginning talk a little bit about each part but I think we'll just start one through six for a beginning
0: okay Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will
1: perish. Hmm. Okay, so the whole psalm, basically as a whole, you know, it, it talks about how staying close to the law of the Lord and being completely immersed in the law of the Lord is really where a good life comes from, really where better things come from, better walk with the Lord. That's, you know, you're staying close to his law. That's really what I think this psalm is revolves around, that idea. Right. The idea of staying close to God in his word, in his Torah specifically, in what we would call the first five books, but that's the center of their understanding of who they are, who God is, uh, how God deals with them. All of that is wrapped up in the law. So you're trying to stay close to him by staying in that. That's what the encouragement of the psalm is all about. Right. Keep people close to God. In Even his in
0: law. verse one and two, it, it kind of says all of that and mm. then it goes on to
1: Then elaborates a little elaborate bit on how bit. yeah. What kind of things that'll lead to um, or not lead to, you know, if a person chooses not to, uh, then what that leads to. But so back up then to verse one and two, just to start right there. Um, blessed is the man or the person, you know, very, very <laughs> wide scope here. We're not just narrowing it to one gender at all, um, but just this blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. Well, first thing I would notice the word blessed. To me, that's a very interesting word. It's the word Esher in Hebrew. It's used 45 times in the Old Testament as a whole, but 26 of those times are in Psalms. 26 times, this word blessed, particularly right here, is going to be used in Psalms. The reason that's interesting (laughs) to me is because 26 is equal to the number for Yahweh's name in Hebrew. So Yahweh is associated with the number 26, we can really see that if we go to places like Psalm 136 uh, and it's made up of 26 verses and all it does is describe Yahweh's character all the way through. Um, but there are several places actually in the Bible where that 26 comes up for us and is obviously connected to Yahweh. Well, for, for the word blessed to be used 26 times in the Psalm. And here it comes, it has to do with staying close to the Lord through his word. I mean that. No wonder you, uh, there's a 26-fold you know, twenty-sixfold use in Psalms. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. And then,
0: and it kind of throws us forward to um, the Sermon on the Mount.
1: Oh, yeah, because you get this idea you know, of the beatitudes. The blessed yeah, is you know. the person blessed who does is, this. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. I agree. This same word is actually used to start both psalms 119:1 one and 128:1 one, where it's used in a very similar way. Psalm 119 of course is all about the law of the Lord.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And
1: it's all about blessed is the one who walks in God's statutes, in God's law. Mm-hmm. I mean that's here it's kind of a it's kind of on the negative side here blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the right. wicked
0: until it gets to verse 2.
1: Right. Now it's going to, you know, it's definitely going to turn positive but just the way it that yeah. one line, that first line kind of has that negative slant at the end, hey, don't do this, and you'll be blessed. Whereas in Psalm 119.1 and 128.1, it's used in that more positive right. way. Blessed is the one who does walk in God's statutes, that right. kind of thing. But it's still the same word and the same basic idea. Right. So I think that's Could kind Could be of
0: translated cool. happy. I've seen that in mm-hmm. several translations as well.
1: Yeah, so. awesome. Well, then we get into the rest of this verse, even, and we already alluded to last time out that really this is just beautiful, synonymous parallelism, mm-hmm. which is the kind of thing we get all the way through the Psalms many, many, many times throughout the Psalms. Um, we actually see there are three basic types of parallelism that are talked about in the Psalms by scholars and so forth, um, have been for, for, for many, many years, decades and decades now. Um, And this psalm has all three of those in it. It is synonymous parallelism like we see right here. Walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. That's very synonymous parallelism. Those are saying the same thing, just in different words. Um, But then we're also going to see synthetic parallelism here and then also antithetic parallelism those out when we get to our next okay. little bits but um when we, and get we to talked
0: p- about it being it almost seems like this person is with the wrong people um and getting more comfortable with that yes. they're walking they're in their standing and then they're sitting yeah um just that picture that you get in your head
1: yes people getting more and more comfortable like you're saying Just being in a position with people who don't care about the Lord or his word or his ways. yeah. And and you don't want to be found in that position. You just don't want to be there. Um, So you stay away from that. That's the admonition the psalm is giving. So then in verse two, and this is synthetic parallelism because these two lines, the second line builds on the first one, Okay. the first one, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. Right. His delight is in it, and then he's going to continue to meditate on it all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, This is another, maybe for me, this is where the heart of the psalm is found right here in verse 2. This is what he's asking you to do.
0: Blessed is the man whose delight is in the law
1: of the Lord. Right.
0: This is the positive side of it.
1: Yep, it is. So, he is constantly... Involved in God's law. He delights in it. He thinks about it all the time Um, And he always Meditates on it, which is a great word right there. Yeah Um, Yeah, we have totally got to talk about that word Haga Haga, The Haga uh, or Haga on the word Um, That word actually becomes very Known throughout Judaism because it has such a primary emphasis is on being connected to God's word and what you're doing to be connected to to God's word, uh-huh. the meditation that you do, and so forth. HaGah is a major word. Um, so when we see that, or when we see this idea of meditate, it actually goes a lot further than just meditate. Uh, on the way, this is how we translate it here, and it gets translated as meditate in several places, but it also gets translated as other things. Like in Job twenty-seven four, it's the word mutter, mutter, and, and uh, it has to do with studying the law there, but it's about muttering, um, and. Then we could go on to like Psalm thirty-five twenty-eight, where it's even used as proclaim. There, that's where it's translated in the ESV. Psalm thirty-seven thirty, utter. Okay. Psalm seven twenty-four, is to tell. Psalm one fifteen seven, is to make a sound. To make a sound. Okay,
0: so this isn't silent meditating. This is not going in your room and being completely silent. Right, exactly. This has some idea of actually talking?
1: Yes. It was actually probably centuries into scriptural meditation, if you will, before people started doing that silently. You would always, like if you were going over a passage, at least mutter under your breath like you as you read it you Mm -hmm. uh, there was always a uh, an out loud factor i mean it might not have been very out loud but it was Mm -hmm. you were letting it come past your lips you were you were actually reading with uh something behind you this idea of reading to yourself in scripture didn't come about for several centuries after the new testament time what we know as new testament times so you certainly not before that, Jews were always, always practiced uh, when they would meditate on scripture. There was a component that was oral. You mm-hmm. would all, you would just always speak it. You wouldn't yeah. just read it that yourself. That
0: to me that really helps because I think it is really important to hear.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Uh, like for us to read it out loud to mm-hmm. each other. There's something really meaningful in that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you get something different when you hear it actually. Yeah. Than just... Um, reading it silently. I,
1: I agree. Think. You definitely do. I think even you, as a you as an individual, even if you're doing it individually, there's something right. about the component of it hitting your ear that makes a difference yes. in how you take it in. I think
0: it's an important practice, and we've kind of yeah downplayed that. Yeah, we have
1: um, that whole meditate day and night thing. Just so you know, Joshua one eight is real big on that. He, uh, God, telling Joshua, you better meditate on this law day and night, and then you'll be what you need to be I mean Joshua's taking the reins there uh, you know really leading the people now as they go into this new land God's meeting him and admonishing him here's what you need to do you really want to be my man leading these people you're going to have to meditate on my law day and night yes so it goes right with that uh, what we're seeing here Joshua 1.8 we're not
0: very good at that I don't I mean I think anybody had to always work at it yeah But I think with our so many distractions, our social media, our, we're just constantly being hit by something. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's really hard to meditate on it day and night. Yeah. The way we should. Oh yeah. So it's a call to do better. Certainly possible. Uh (laughs) Yes. But
1: yeah, definitely we have a call to do better. So those are the first two verses. I think now let's, uh, Go ahead and move on to verses 3 and
0: 4. Okay, so he is like a tree planted by streams of water. Mm -hmm. That just makes me think of um, the deep roots that go down um, in this climate. Uh, it was very arid, like kind of like it is here where we live.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, it would a tree would have to have a good source of water. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. In order to flourish. Mm-hmm. And so it was always a metaphor mm-hmm. for being prosperous, having success, fruitfulness, blessing. Yeah. Uh, a tree was a good thing, and still is. Yes. Uh, I know we appreciate our trees around here because <laughs> we don't have very many. Very
1: much. So,
0: and that also, you know, throws me to Jesus is living water. Mm-hmm. And so we are like a tree planted yeah. by streams of water.
1: Yes. Uh, I think the picture is a beautiful one because, and it's used more than once in scripture yes. and you have people compared to trees quite often, you know, i to, to hell often. Um, but yeah, the whole symbolism of a beautiful flourishing tree the great symbol for what a person is yes. like when they're close when they're to the Lord and His Word.
0: Meditating on His law day and
1: night. Yep. Uh,
0: they're yep. like a tree.
1: They're just ever fruitful. Right. Always producing something good.
0: Yields its fruit in its season, mm-hmm. and its leaf does not wither. So it has deep roots. It's well watered. It's fruitful.
1: Yep. Uh, yep. Love it. Um, and it sounds so much, the, that verse, the, The positive verse here, which is verse 3, we'll get into verse 4 in a second. But the positive verse here sounds so much like Jeremiah seventeen seven and Mm 8. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Right. That was
0: exactly... Uh, The verse I was thinking of when I was reading this, I was like, isn't this somewhere in Jeremiah? Yeah,
1: exactly right. It it almost sounds identical. Um, Just Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. So that's that's what this man is like, who loves the Lord's law, stays close to him, and it meditates on it day and night. But then he also adds to the picture a little bit. Verse 4 gives us the other side of that.
0: Well, it also says in all that he does, he prospers. Oh, and that yeah. doesn't mean necessarily oh, that he's right. rich. Right. That means he's blessed.
1: Yes. He's yeah. fruitful. Yeah, let's remember that too, because it's too easy for us to see that word, I think, and just think of material blessings. We just think of
0: money coming out of yeah. everywhere. And that's not what
1: that is really talking about. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, but we have a real tendency to use that word that way and only that way. A money tree. A money tree, <laughs> like a money tree. There you
0: go. Um, but verse 4 is the opposite side of that. So. Yes.
1: Yeah, verse 4, just now it goes into, but the wicked, you know. The wicked are not so, but they are like chaff that the wind drives away. And you said when we were looking at this a little, just a little bit ago, even before we started, that you're getting a true contrast I here. I love You've it. have got a tree that's big and roots are deep and it's flourishing because it has mm-hmm. access to water and the leaves always stay green. And the fruit always comes out. But then, on the other hand, you have chaff. The yes. wicked are like they chaff. Have no
0: roots. They're just blowing around everywhere. They're dry. Yes. Uh,
1: Think of dry weeds. I mean, I can look out my window right now
0: and see that. Yeah. Um, yep. So... Yeah, I so think the contrast is amazing.
1: The roots are not there, and they just blow away so quickly. They don't have anything to hold them to the ground. They're just driven by the wind, wherever they will, The person who's right. got deep roots in the Word is not driven by the wind. Right. But the person who does not have that, who doesn't stay in the Word and right. keep meditating on the Word, they're going to be driven driven away by the wind. And That's the thing about tumbleweeds. We see tumbleweeds a lot in our part of the country I mean those weeds grow up fast they do man yes. they can grow really quickly but we also have wind all the time and so man uh, a weed might have a couple or three days to grow and the tumbleweed grows super fast so it can get big and pretty pretty decent size in three or four days yeah. um, depending on you know where but it is dry is. But, and, it and, doesn't and have the root leaves. is like nothing the root right. is like so shallow in the ground soon as that wind comes, really a good halfway decent gust of wind blow it right out of the ground and start rolling around mm-hmm. so so that's the same it stuck to our
0: fences and, yeah
1: yeah yep. <laughs> that's what the person is like who, uh, who doesn't stay so
0: there's a close picture of mm-hmm. what do we choose to be mm-hmm. yeah and we get to choose
1: oh yeah we do we definitely God is Making the choice very obvious here. And that's probably one of the interesting things or one of the things we should take with us is that this is not not something that's out of reach for any of his people. Um, that you can stay close to him if you want to stay close to him. Now, of course, I realize there are plenty of places in the world. I, boy, I read about him all the time, actually. Um, all the places in the world that where you can't get hold of a copy of the scriptures there's so many of them and oh. I get that and it just hurts my heart I know it hurts yours too but for the most part many many places in the world uh, actually the majority of the world you can still get a copy of the scriptures mm-hmm. if you want you can. and at
0: least what you hear I would think that those people who are holding fast to that and are mm-hmm. depending on it for their life that they're mm-hmm. going around meditating on yes. it Day and
1: night. Oh, yeah.
0: Much more than we are. And we carry these around all the Mm -hmm. time.
1: So it's kind of convicting. Talk about the importance of Scripture memorization. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure if, you know, whatever they get, they're going to do their best to memorize right away. They know they might not have for long. and becomes extremely important to them to stay close to God through His Word. Um, So we should take it very seriously, too. Well, then we go, we're going to go from there Into verse 5, he's going to tell us a little bit more about, you know, kind of contrast wicked and and, uh, good people here um, again before he closes this poem. So let's take a look at verse 5. When we do get to verse 5, then we've got that this um therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous so you can hear how that's a parallel again real obvious parallel the judgment is the congregation of the righteous that's where they can't stand that word for stand is what i find interesting because that's the word for rise or arise uh that a person when a person rises up um, and it could just be simply getting up off a chair, but it could also be being raised up at the final judgment day. Right.
0: It's an Which, interesting word to use there, because because we see the connection with up above, where mm-hmm. the person was standing mm-hmm. in the way of the sinners, and now they can't, they're not going to be able to stand in judgment. But it actually is a different word. It's
1: a different word. It's a different word. And so um, I find, yeah, I do find that interesting that now they're not going to stand, not going to rise in the judgment. Um, and, of course, John talks about the second death when we get to Revelation, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I mean, everybody's going to rise before the before the judgment seat, before the great judgment of the Lord um, that we hear about in places like Matthew chapter 24 and Revelation chapter 20 uh, the white throne judgment that kind of thing but will everybody really be fully into you know what we might call, you know, what John would call certainly life forever and happiness that comes with that. No, not everybody will participate in that. So in that sense, there won't be an ultimate, they won't get to ultimately be part of that. Well, this may be some kind of simple, very simple allusion to that beforehand. I don't know, but whatever it is that you're not going to arise as an interesting thing judgment or sinners in the congregation of the righteous. And it has everything to do with whether or not you've been connected to God through his word. Right. Right.
0: You won't have a leg to stand on.
1: (laughs) And as much as I don't want to, don't want to, you know, get too legalistic about anything, still this idea of living in the word was extremely important to the original Jewish audience and should be important to us, as a strong christian audience we should be very concerned with am i staying close to the lord in his word the word isn't a secondary thing in our lives uh, as christians it's primary it's right, right up there at the top it's super important. it's what
0: gives us the roots to be able to stand mm-hmm. and if you're chaff you don't have you don't have those roots no. to stand right. i mean I keep going back to that word and I know it's the word that was used in the first part, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but there's still the same, it's connected. Yeah, yeah it's still um, got the
1: same basic meaning. Absolutely.
0: But it's where we get our roots. Mm-hmm.
1: No question. And I so I think right. I think you and I are big on this because uh, because it's easy to see kind of a just how easy it is. For a church to not emphasize the word or a, especially an individual or christian to let things crowd out their quiet time yes. or their time with god or their you know time in the word it, um, it's everybody for see, all
0: of us to get right distracted and, and, and everybody
1: it. wants it right but we've got it's going to take us some real effort to okay make sure i'm saying part-time i want to be I want to know him in his word. I, I believe this word is something different. Mm-hmm. I really believe it's different than anything else. I want to be near and I mean, that it's something that more than wanting us. to be
0: seen. You know, I feel like that first part is even talking about these people who walk not in the counsel of the, or walk, who, let's see, who walk not in the counsel of the wicked, mm-hmm. stand not, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that even has a little bit of a, thought of wanting to be seen Mm -hmm. wanting to be part of the group yeah um yeah
1: and we want that we do we crave that crave the the attention of people
0: yes so sometimes that goes in Mm -hmm. direct contrast to spending time with him
1: Mm -hmm. yes so we end with verse six then for the lord knows the way of the righteous but the way of the wicked will perish now this is what we would call antithetic parallelism, where the two lines are the opposite of one another. The Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Which just means you've got way of the righteous and way of the wicked there. Oh, okay, those are obvious uh, antonyms, Mm -hmm. obvious opposites. That means that know in the first line must be the opposite of perish in the second line. I actually love this little parallel because it displays how, what does it really mean not to perish? Well, it means to know the Lord, that you and He know each other. That's where life comes from. Not perishing is done by knowing the Lord, by being known by Him.
0: It's Uh, when you're not lost and blown away.
1: Yeah, Yeah. right. It's the only way not to be lost and blown away.
0: And 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 that word is an intimate word. Often used for um, the intimate relationship of marriage.
1: Yeah, exactly. um, Right. When Adam knew Eve and she conceived a son. Yes. uh, That kind of thing. So it's that biblical know that people talk about (laughs) sometimes. Yeah. It's like that. It's really close, intimate knowing. Super close, intimate knowing. That's what we want with the Lord.
0: And that sounds like security and roots Mm to me. Yeah. Whereas... The way of the wicked will perish because they will be, they're unrooted. They're going to blow away. They're
1: going to yeah. be lost. Oh, yeah. This psalm, like we're saying, just beautiful. Yes. And uh, and has a great real, way to start our Great way here. to begin. Yeah, you can see why they make it first. Really just this extreme Good emphasis on how important it is to know him through his word. And uh, that's how we're going to start the psalm. So, know and be known. Yep. Yeah.
0: funny that that says for the Lord knows the way of the righteous Mm -hmm. so it's him knowing us
1: he's the one who knows yeah he's the one who knows (laughs) yeah but certainly he wants us to he's brought us into relationship with him so that we might know him too so that's a it really goes both ways but yeah just to be known by the Lord that's where life is found Um, well we sure are glad you listened today and next time we're going to go into Psalm 2 Psalm 2 is going to be really all about the messiah um come back and listen to that that's some amazing stuff so we'll see why we've got these two psalms right at the beginning just how they work off each other and uh, and then allude to where we're headed through the whole psalmist so love you all thank you so much for listening and uh we're just glad that you're out there and glad when you share and Tell others about what we're doing, and we're just happy that you join us and open up the scriptures and look at some of these amazing words. So, hope you have a great few days, and we will look forward to talking to you really soon. God bless.